Pesach is challenging. <laughs> That's one of the themes we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Pesach is challenging. Um, and not just financially. This year, there are going to be a lot more people at our Seder than last year. And that leads to some, and, and for three days in many cases. That leads to some very interesting situations. Uh, our guest is Dr. Faye Walkenfeld, uh, psychologist and chair of the Department of Behavioral Science at Turo College, uh, which includes mental health counseling, ABA, and industrial organizational psychology. And Dr. Walkenfeld will help us be aware of what we need to be aware of as we get into this holiday of Pesach. Dr. Walkenfeld, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Three days. Now, last year we had three days, but relatively small groups, and usually only immediate family, even grandparents, aunts, and uncles, couldn't join with most last year. Now we're getting set for now we're getting set for three days, and there'll be larger groups of families uh, that'll be gathering, and maybe others as well. Uh, do we need special mental preparation for this upcoming Yom Tov? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's an interesting question because I think really uh, much of this boils down to our expectations of what we want. We have this ideal view of what Yom Tov should be looking like, right. and we, we build up our expectations. But in reality, we also have to accept who we are and where we are today. Well, the first thing I really want to acknowledge is really some of what you alluded to, which is that as difficult and challenging as this year may be, we really need to put it into perspective and remember what's important. We are, Baruch Hashem, not in the same kind of turmoil we were in last year. Right. Last year we were dealing with many unknowns. And it's important to remember that as challenging as the logistics may be this year, and they are challenging, I mean, Erev, an Erev Shabbos, I mean, a Shabbos Erev Yom Tov is, 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 is a challenge. And three days of Yom Tov people find difficult. So, but it still doesn't come close to the emotional anguish that we faced last year. Um, last year, we had people who were terribly ill. We weren't sure what this illness was. We were losing a lot of people. Um, we were afraid to get together. We, and, and, and aside from the illness and, and not minimizing it, because obviously that's what's most important is people's health, people have been reminding me about the panic that was going on two weeks before Pesach, about what would be available and would be able to go to the store next week. Maybe next week we won't even be able to leave our homes. A hundred percent. There was a lot of panic. And that's yeah. why there were hetarim that people who don't even sell comments could sell comments. Right. There was a lot going on. And, and I mean, I remember, you know, there, was, there were questions of, you know, who's going to be with the parents? Because can the parents, should the parents be alone or not be alone? Right. You, you don't want to make them sick. There was a lot of logistics that was happening last minute in terms of planning. Young couples who had just gotten married were making Pesach on their own. There was a lot of the unknown and uncertainty is a lot is a lot more difficult than prepare, being able to prepare for something that you know is going to be difficult. If I tell you you're going, you're going to Siberia, you know you see you know you you know you pack appropriately, but if right. I tell you you're going someplace where there's <laughs> where the weather change, fluctuates every five minutes, you don't know how to pack. So um, I think we're going into something you know that's that's a challenge but we know this we've done this before so i think we can handle it dr faye walkenfeld is with us um a chair of the department of behavioral science at turo college all right so there, there's a bunch of stuff that people need to know i mean as we are hosting guests and as we're you know encouraging 
children and younger people to help out. I mean, the, all of these are could be very delicate situations, right? Yes, they could. And you, and you do run into, um, I mean, starting with, I would say uh, you definitely want to be able to have your boundaries. And by boundaries, I mean you, these are limits that we set for ourselves in terms of what we're able to give to others without running on empty. Right. And so one thing you, you, what you want to be sure of is that you line up appropriate help. It's okay to say, I need help, um, you know, and getting professional help or being able to ask others to help you is important. Being able to delegate is important. Um, also, putting boundaries on yourself. I mean, it's really nice that there are all these recipes out there and everyone thinks we're going to be the perfect hostess and make the perfect meal, and then you find people don't necessarily appreciate it. I know for myself, I've, I look at everything and I think I'm going to make these great things, and ultimately my family likes the the basics and you know you have to know you have to know your limits because if you're going to start yelling and screaming and being stressed out you're not, you no one's going to appreciate yumtiv so knowing I, I, what you can do within the time limits that you have is important based on what you just said i would add you have to know your audience you do have to know your audience absolutely um so you know and and people get nervous so i'm going to have all these elderly people i'm going to have and then I'm going to have my kids with their kids, and no, no one's going to be comfortable. Right. You know what? Your guests know they're not coming to a five-star hotel. They know they're not coming to soundproof rooms and and 24-hour babysitting. So they know what they're getting into. They really are coming to appreciate your company, and especially after last year. So I think people just need to be realistic about what they can provide. Speaking of realistic, you've made a point of, of mentioning that um... – that when you're delegating work in the house, you have to be realistic about that. Meaning, you know, generally, thank God, most most families have have kids that are willing, maybe a little bit reluctantly sometimes, to help out and do things. But but parents also have to understand that they also have their limits, right? They do have their limits, and I think one thing is a lot of times we t- we give kids um, a directive and we say, you know, please clean the living room. Right. They don't know where to start. Right. They don't know what that means. Right? Exactly. If you break it down and you say something like. Can you clear the couch? Right. And then and then they do that, and then you say, now can you pick up the Legos from the floor? You know, you break it down, then they get the room done, and they feel like, wow, I can do this. And you, you're also creating a moment of, of, of acceptance from them, and they realize that you value them, and they realize that they can do something. They, right. they're, it, it gives them self-confidence as well. So there's a lot that happens if you do that right. Dr. Faye Walkenfeld is with us. There are a lot of pressures before Pesach, not just financial ones. I I was intrigued when I saw that uh, you have sp- a special message. Listen carefully, folks. You have a special message for grandparents that are going to be at the Seder or might be spending the entire three days with their children and grandchildren. So, yeah. Well, you know, grandparents... Um I think that the issue is that, that uh, a lot of times we see things with the way the children are being raised, and we're not sure that we, we think we would have done it differently. Right. We, we have to be careful. Um, it's not our place to discipline um, our grandchildren. Um, and unless we're asked, we really shouldn't be giving advice. And I would say even, even when we're asked, be careful, right? Be, be careful how you say what you say. Right. <laughs> so so the, the approach is don't discipline the children, just spoil them. That's a legitimate approach for a grandparent. It's a legitimate <laughs> approach, absolutely. I mean, you know, there are, there are, within limits, there are things you can do. Obviously, right. they're breaking the house. You need to take right. some control there, but, but yeah. <laughs> oh, we understand that. That's for sure. Um, all right. Uh, what else can people do? 
to make Yuntif meaningful and enjoyable for a, a group of people that, as we've just described in the last few minutes, you know, are varying ages and haven't seen each other for a while. So really, um, what makes Yuntif meaningful is shared time with each other, positive experiences, moments of growth and learning. And this really can't be forced, but you can, you, you can provide, you, you have some tips, you, have, you can provide some opportunities. One, prepare for the Seder so that you have something that will be appreciated by different ages. Right. You can prepare different stories at different levels. You can prepare divay Torah that meet different levels. And songs, different people like you. If you know people like certain songs, mm-hmm. you know, you can prepare those and decide you're going to sing those, and people get into that. The second thing I would say is do not discuss hot topics. This is not the time to try to change someone's mind. You, about- mean, you mean if half, <laughs> if half the table's Democrat and half the table's Republican, you would, yeah. re- you would recommend avoiding any discussions? <laughs> Avoid it. You're going to be with these people for three days. This is not the time to get into that, right, really. And it's not the time to argue about vaccines. So how, not- how to deal with the southern border you recommend that you should avoid. <laughs> Exactly. Um, You know, I think you have to, again, it goes back to expectations and acceptance. Rather, respect each other's views, accept everyone for who they are, appreciate that you can be together, and, you know, find something you can praise in each person, let them know they're valued. It'll go a long way in creating a positive and peaceful atmosphere. Yeah, and it'll make it for a really nice yuntif, please, God. Absolutely. <laughs> because p- because peace and the harmony are important elements for a nice yuntif, aren't they? Yeah, they, they really are. They really are. Is your, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to add one more thing, which sure. I think is important, which is that really if you're going to have, especially multi-generations, it's, it's important to try to find topics of conversation that will allow the generations to share stories and ideas. Right. And Pesach is a time for storytelling and for children to hear about where they come from. That's really what, what we try to do. And after last year's experience, we should appreciate these moments and we should nurture them. Yeah, you know, as difficult as this year will be, we have to remember and we have to convey to our children that, look, we're, we're in shul, thank God. We are mm-hmm. we we are having guests, even if they might be quote unquote only you know grandparents or relatives, but we have guests who are now able to be at our table. I mean, things are improving, and I think it's an important thing to remind people about as we go go into this big yuntif. Because when we went into it last year, things certainly were very very different. How's your department at Turo? I mean, we've spoken about the different departments. Uh, at Turo that have grown and have gotten a lot of attention over the last year, have you seen a greater interest among undergrads to pursue, uh, you know, your your department? Sure. So, um, you know, last time I was I was here it was about a month ago. We were talking about right. the counseling program, and that there's definitely we've definitely seen um, an influx in that as people are seeing the emotional turmoil that that everyone's going through, and there've been more suicide rates. Um, and suicide attempts. Right. There definitely are people who are going into counseling, and and we also have a grant with of the federal government that we share with social work in terms of the opioid crisis. Right. Um, a lot of people are interested in going into the field, and we're get we're I mean, I hate to say it, but yes, it, it, we're getting students. And there are so, a lot of so young, nice. and there are a lot of young people in our community who are really, you know, they have they have they have the uh, what it takes to to excel in this area. Yes, they do. They do. And we really work with the students, and, and, and uh, I would say I've seen such growth in students once they, from when they come in to, till they leave, the, the growth and the appreciation they have for the education they're getting. It's not just, you know, oh, I think you should do this. They, they really have evidence-based um, ideas that they're, that they're learning um, in how to deal with these things. Dr. Faye Walkenfeld chairs the Department of Behavioral Science at Turo College, includes uh, mental health counseling and many other disciplines as well. 
Uh, I assume information about all you do there is uh, on the website, Turo.edu, right? Yes, it is. Simple mm-hmm. as that. I want to take this opportunity to wish you a hot kosher for some Dr. Walkenfeld, I will add, in your honor, the uh, the words have a peaceful and harmonious <laughs> pace on holiday. Thank you, you too, and to call you strong. Oh, man, thank you so much. Thursday morning broadcast, you are listening to JM in the AM.